Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rana McBerto with your host. Thank you so kind for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. As usual, you know, today, uh, uh, let me be absolutely frank with you. This is one of those days that I didn't get a chance to go ahead and make a whole lot of new videos. I didn't get a chance to do a whole lot of things because, you know, extenuating circumstances warranted that I couldn't quite do that. And additionally, I'll, I'll be very frank. Last night, I was tired woke up this morning and i told my daughter i you know i didn't sleep well was tired and i said as i usually do what's the best topics for the program today and i said the topics for the program today is and i didn't know and then i started to hear the rumblings and the rumorings as far as build back better not being voted concurrently with the bipartisan infrastructure bill because Five moderates in the House, five moderates purportedly Democrats, decided that they did not want to go ahead and vote for the bill unless, unless CBO scored the bill. How often do people do this? How often do people do this? Let me tell you what's going on here, people. Brothers and sisters. Democrats, progressives, and sensible Republicans, please call every single one of your delegates, your representatives, everybody, and tell them this. Pass the damn bill now. Pass. Yes, it's a live show right now, Maywood. It's absolutely a live show. Still trying to figure out how to get chat working. It's a live show. Hello from Long Beach, California, from Maywood, Sarah Beathies. Thank you so kindly for being here. You get off. It's Friday. Well, thank you for giving me that day off, Mademoiselle Sarah. Nanette Bird-Smith. Hi from an insane member of the posse. Nanette, I would never, ever, 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 ever call you what others have called me. Insane. Love you, girl. Sarah Bitji. Good day again. And Yvette Avery Herod, numero uno, the first message in the field. Yvette spent some time with us and had a wonderful interview with, uh, with Ravi Caban and myself, where she spoke about, employ about the unions, etc., etc. So very important. Thank you for the work that you do, Yvette. You continue to do all that we want. You are, you are what make activism activate and remain active. You like, you like what I did with those words? I did it on the fly. Daniel Ledo Dan says, LOL, y'all are insane in the membrane. Hey, you're rhyming, brother. You are rhyming. I love you, man. How you doing, Daniel? Thank you for being here. Um, Daniel, you should share some of this stuff with your right wingers so we can bring some more right wingers ab aboard. I'd love to engage with them and, you know, uh, we can all educate each other, if you will. Um, anyhow, today's topic Today's topic of discussion is going to be, because what's happening in, in Congress, it really has me to be as nice as I can, pissed off. And I think because I understand what's going on here, I understand what's going on here. These people from mansion to cinema to the five squad in, and I'm not talking about the real squad, the squad that cares about humanity. I'm talking about the squad that cares about the corporatocracy and the corporatocracy only. Their goal is to delay, 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 delay with the expectation that something happens in the economy 
that freezes the possibility of executing the $1.75 trillion Build Back Better bill that has really dropped down from $3.5 trillion, that has really dropped down from $6 trillion, that has really dropped down from $9 trillion, monies that's needed to rebuild this country after decades and decades and decades of neglect. So what they're trying to do is they're hoping that by delay, 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 something catastrophic will happen that negates the bill. And here are all the catastrophic things that could happen. The Senate is only 50 votes. And guess what? We have several octogenarians in that. And they may get sick. They may get hurt. They may, get, they may die. So they want to hold out as long as possible to just prevent this. Their bosses, the corporatocracy, the, the, the wealthy is telling them, no way, don't pass this bill. Just hold. Remember, every Democrat is not a Democrat. Some of these Democrats are simply elected as Democrats to sabotage the party. We've had that all along, but we've had enough of we've had enough progressives and moderates to mitigate the, the those who will destroy us. But now they don't want it to be known that in reality they are not for us, but they are just corporate shrills. They don't want us to know that. So they make believe that every every stumbling block that they can put in front of you to to, to play you, that is what they're going to do. And that's what the five are doing now. Oh, we want a budget score. That's going to take two weeks. Oh, here's what's going to happen, though. The budget score is going to come back a bit different than what the progressive or what that independent score came out to be. And they're going to say, oh, it, it can't be like this. We have to take X, Y, Z out. And the progressive caucus is going to say, what's the point? What's the point? Some people are saying, oh, the, the, the jobs report today look great. Over half a million jobs created in America. So we don't need the Build Back Better. What they forget to tell you is Build Back Better is more than the current jobs that got people who are able to go to work. work. The Build Back Better ensures that people who can't go to work because they have kids. They have kids that they need to put in daycare, but the jobs that they can get that they need, that America needs, they cannot afford to put their kids in daycare. The Build Back Better job, uh, bill does solve that. People that are wanting to work, but they have elderly in their homes, the Build Back Better helps them take care of them, bring somebody into the home. Older folk who want to work, but they can't hear. They want to go to Walmart and get that job as a greeter, but they can't leave their home. They don't have teeth. They don't have earpieces. They don't have eyes. The Build Back Better bill helps them. So you see, the Build Back Better bill helps people that have been left behind decade after decade, Bill after bill. That is who this bill helps. But no, they're, they're, they're going to use all these different lies and these different supposedly why we can't do it as the rationale for not supporting the bill. It is evil. And those politicians that are supporting it are evil. We are, we are facing Politicians that are the manifestation, the implementation of evil. I want you guys to hear me here. I want you guys to understand the wordage that I'm using. And I want you guys to start using the wordage as well. They are criminals. They are killers. Understood? They are killers. Because they're not supporting the expansion of the Medicaid 
they're not ex they're not supporting all these particular issues folks we have to call it for what it is let's be frank let's call it for what it is i'm trying to bring a few things up on the screen so bear with me you know we have a new different configuration here that we work with and that we try to mitigate everything else so i'm as i do it forgive me as i try to get it up and running and i got it okay so está bien estamos listo para hacer todo esto all right so before i get busy let me go ahead and get with my people uh let's see what we have here sarah beating good day nanette birds may welcome aboard okay maywood i saluted you uh, Daniela Dose, yeah, maybe I will ask my patriot friends to come on over and listen to the Marxist propagandists. LOL, yeah, you should. Lee Grant says, another good, another good um, uh, right-winger of, of mine, Lee Grant says, hey, all. Lee Grant also says, Dems in big trouble. No, they're not in trouble. I, I tell you what, whether we get the big Build Back Better, first of all, we should not pass anything if we don't get the Build Back Better bill out. In other words... If we don't know for sure that that bill is going to pass, we need to can the infrastructure bill. It's going to hurt everybody. But you see, the thing about it is uh, people who are going to do well by the, the, the infrastructure bill, oh, they're fine with it. They're fine with it. Okay? They have no problem whatsoever. Eric says, as a valued customer, we want to inform you of the fluctuating cost of natural gas. Don't blame anybody but the private sector for that. I'm not going to discuss inflation with anybody that that tries to put that on 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 the on anybody else anytime prices go up look to the private sector nobody else it's not up for debate daniel Lado, the path to progressive supremacy can only come if you push the democrats to the far left radical position as embodied by the marxist egberto you keep calling me marxist people call me a humanist people call me with that Somebody who cares about humanity. Hi, Coop333. Welcome aboard. Late but never dull. Hi, Posse. Looks like I dropped in on Egberto Bomb. Ha ha, you did. Because Egberto right now is pissed for humanity. For those of us who really want something done. For those of us who believe we can get something done. Eric Hayes says, blame game and might end up crying game in midterms in 2022. Look. Let me tell you, let, let's say that the Democrats lose everything in 2022 and they don't pass a bill back better uh, bill and they don't pass the infrastructure bill. First of all, they would have deserved to lose. But what they're going to gain has nothing to do with what will support people even like you, Eric Hayes. And you know, I know who you are. OK, doesn't fit Egberto narrative won't be talked about because he knows all. It's not that I know all, but I do read and I do listen to my peeps and I do listen and I change when needs to be changed. And if I don't think any one of you now, a, a few of you have said, oh, maybe you need to modify X, Y and Z, Egberto, and I have. But I am not going I am not going to shut up or I'm not going to not say what's right because you are going to tell me Egberto think he's always right. No, I don't. But I do my work to be right. Don't hold that against me. Don't hold knowing the truth. Don't hold preaching the truth against me. Daniel says that's downright laughable. And the truth is the Republicans are extreme far right. Most of the Democrats are just right of center. Exactly. Daniel Lado, how self-unaware does Egberto need to be to believe he is not a Marxist? Well, choose your pill. You will call people stupid, though. I don't call you stupid. I call you ignorant. There's a difference. Stupid is a condition that you likely cannot recover from. 
ignorance you can. Most of my listeners that don't follow the, the method of facts, they're just ignorant. I've been ignorant on a lot of issues. I've taught myself to not be ignorant. I've made the effort to learn from others. When I was a sexist, women taught me. When I was a homophobe, people taught me. And I went from being ignorant to being aware, to being enlightened, to it being a part of my being. That is how one grows. That is how one grows. Now, what Eric does, and my friend Eric, you know, I love you, but you, what you do is simply the regurgitation of senseless buffoonery. And to do that does little for your own intelligence, which I know your intellect because I know you. Unfortunately, you have allowed ideology to run amok within those two things, that, that thing between your two ears. Tom C., GOP and conservative Dems play football politics. They keep moving the goalpost and try to run out the clock. Tom C., you get that right. That is exactly right. Should be called for impersonal fouls and penalized by being voted out in the next election. I agree, and that's what we need to do. Eric Hayes says, good for you. Those are extreme things, and I don't share that. That's your choice of not sharing. Again, Peggy Lopez. ¿Cómo estás, mi amiga? Again. The Republicans are paid to move the country to the right. Then the Democrats are paid to hold the new right until it feels normal. Then the Republicans ad nauseum. You know, I love the way you said that. Egberto is ignorant of the motivations of conservatives. And then this ignorant Marxist writes books displaying his ignorance. Ironically, the books that I write get very good commendations, even from right-wingers like yourself, my dear brother. But that's okay. Eric says, I see what I see, which is administration policy decisions bankrupt American better. And if that's what you see, then unfortunately, your mathematical skills are suspect. Anyway, today, what we want to do is talk about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from my book, my, 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 my book, um, How to make, make America, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It. And there are two chapters that I, that I really want to concentrate on. And the two chapters that I want to concentrate on, the first one is millionaires, billionaires, millionaires, and the wealthy class. And the reason I want to do that is they are directly responsible for purchasing the Democrats that are holding back most of America when they hold back the Build Back Better bill that will promote, the, pro promote most Americans' goodwill, would allow many to do it. Bruce Pollard how you doing, my brother? You're, you're absolutely right. We need all who agree to vote. Now, here's what I, I'm going to start the chapter as follows, because it's interesting. All right. Before we can get, before we can make changes to the economic system, it is crucial to deconstruct the wealthy and discern if said wealth was earned or an aberration of a rigged system. There are legal means to mitigate unearned wealth. There are two types of wealthy people. The first are those to whom wealth was given. The second are the ones who use the tenets of our economic system to develop wealth. So we had guys like Bill Gates, who wasn't poor, 
But he used the tenets of our economic system to get rich. How did he do it? Well, he went ahead and he knew that IBM was looking for an operating system. So he went to Seattle. He knew a company had a CPM-like type operating system. And he just went ahead and bought it. Absolutely. And then he didn't buy it from, he didn't sell it to IBM. He leased it to IBM. Again, following the rental scheme of the capitalist society. And from that, every single, because IBM didn't think it was going to take off all that well, they went for that. And then every single PC, a piece of the action went into his pocket and the rest is history. There are inherited fortunes, lottery, treasure. Oh, let me, let me back up. There are two types of wealthy people. The first are the ones whose wealth was given. The second are the ones who use the tenets of our economic system to develop wealth. Inherited fortunes, lottery, treasures, and being chosen for venture capital are all forms of being given wealth. The sample, the same applies to executive bonuses and unwarranted salaries. So I mean, if a if a if you go and you go to a, a venture capitalist and that venture capitalist says to your plan and he says, ah yeah, I'm gonna give you a break. That looks like something that may work. But somebody else goes in with a better plan and just because of this guy's own prejudices, he says, eh, I don't know if that will work and ta da ta and you don't get it. So that is why you say venture capitalist is one of those unearned, uh, th those, those, those types of things, right? Inherited fortunes, lottery, treasures, and being chosen for venture capital are all forms of being given wealth. The same applies to executive bonuses and unwarranted salaries. Is an executive who lays off workers and forces increased productivity from the remaining workers to maximize corporate profits really deserving of the bonus or should most of it go to the workers who made said profit a reality? This is how evil the system is. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the, 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 the chainsaw Chrysler guy. He went into Chrysler and, and got rid of a ton of jobs. And by getting rid of a ton of jobs, he was able to, and then he worked everybody else like slaves. And after he's done doing that, the company, of course, makes a lot more money. That's productivity increase because you're getting more per unit work out of each individual and you make more money. And what happens then? He, uh, I don't remember his name. Look it up, guys. Chrysler, the, the Chrysler CEO. Uh, he makes a lot of money. He gets bonuses and all of that. So he makes money for cutting employees and forcing other employees to work harder. And for that, he is rewarded. The, the other employees who did Ayakoka, thank you so kindly. The other employees who did more work, the other employees who did more work, they didn't get a raise. They got cut in the lieu of we have to save money to keep the company alive. But this guy who did the cuts, this guy who fired people, this guy who made the slaves work a little bit harder, he made a profit. He made a bonus. And we learn to accept that as being okay. That is what our capitalist structure teaches us. That is simply okay. Is an executive who lays off worker then worth it? Hell no. A startup team with an idea that captivates the American intelligentsia and gets huge influxes of capital from venture capitalists might ensure the idea is patented. Patenting freezes further development of that idea by others. The startup team's principles eventually get rich because they were the chosen ones. In other words, I have an idea, you have an idea. Both of us have an idea at the same time. We develop it at different ends of the country. 
The guy at the other end of the country patented it real quickly. I come up and I try to patent it after I developed it at the same time. He patented it first. Our economic system says, okay, you got it, brother. You got it. That is what I call penultimate evil. When minerals are found on an owner's land, who should profit from those mineral deposits? That question is more profound than one thing. The natives in America whose tribes were stewards of the entire continent live in poverty and miserable conditions. Yet, those who took their lands, parceled it, and sold it have created thousands of rich landowners. Look at Texas. Texas is a vast land owned by a few. Taken away from the, from the natives who live in poverty. But they, they make billions on the oil and the gas and all the other natural resources. And those people who were original leasers of the land, they get zilch. The 2020 COVID-19 pandemic caused hundreds of thousands of mostly small businesses to close. Companies like Amazon and Walmart picked up the slack. In the process, the wealthy owners of these mega corporations got much richer. At whose expense did their fortune increase? Think about that. The government says all you small businesses must close down because we want to mitigate the spread. The big businesses can afford to create the mitigating factors to stop the spread. So they make tons and tons and tons and tons of money. Naturally, one would think you would tax them to keep the other businesses in a status quo position until after the pandemic and then you bring them back whole. That is what a, a humane society would do. Instead, half of more of these businesses just went under and we have Amazon and all these guys with now a permanent new set of supporters, of, of, uh, of customers that once belonged to someone else. Stolen because of a system. Texas did not want the federal government to regulate its electrical market, so they created their own distribution grid. The grid managers were warned for over a decade that they needed to weatherize their resources for electrical generation. They forewent the advice to help their providers maximize their profits. When the severe 2021 expected freeze came, the Texas electric grid all but collapsed. In the process, the price of one megawatt of electricity went from around $20 to about twenty to $10,000. That cost, of course, got passed to the consumer. For some, it meant $20,000 electric bills for a few days of power. Many were overcharged because the power clearinghouse overpriced service for two days. The grid managers decided that since the power was being purchased off the market, they would not attempt to unwind the overcharge. Now, politicians want to bail out customers with federal taxpayer dollars. In other words, if they bail out the customers with federal taxpayer dollars, instead of that customer bankrupting so that that company that ripped them off gets zero, we, the American taxpayers, subsidize the thieves that charge $10,000 per megawatt. Understand the fraud that occurs here, people. To be clear, the power companies and grid managers profited from not weatherizing their equipment and they profited from the disaster they created. Who paid? The middle class taxpayer. 
Our economic system is not designed to favor the deserving, but a select few. It is biased. It is biased towards allowing those who reach a certain level of wealth to hoard it at the expense of everyone else. The Jeff Bezos story clearly demonstrates the unfair balance of wealth in our country. We are led to believe that there is something exceptional about capitalist Mongols like Bezos. Bezos did very well in school and college. I encounter very smart, intelligent people every day. In fact, the thought processes of many of my politics done right listeners are downright genius. None of them will attain what Jeff Bezos has. Why? Mostly because they have no interest in the headache or because they would be unlikely to get seed and capital for their dream. Bezos received an electrical engineering and computer science degree from Princeton. He worked for a couple of years for corporate America where he did very well. Jeff Bezos then decided to form his own company, Amazon. This is where the mostly unknown story gets interesting. Bezos received $300,000 in seed money from his parents to start his company. That was a lot of money at that time in 1995. That was a lot of money. Most people simply do not have that opportunity. As such, a Bezos-like trajectory is impossible without taking advantage of someone. Even as Bezos was eaten from his golden spoon, he was finding a way to maximize his money at the expense of others. How? He was considering opening the company on a reservation to avoid taxes. You see? You see? The irony is that from an early age, the selfishness was palpable. It is exposed in the way Mr. Bezos hires and at the same time how he delivers. Having third-party companies indistinguishable from Amazon but with different responsibilities Pay scale and liabilities delivers profits for Amazon. It is a deception that our economic system encourages. In other words, you see all those Amazon trucks that you see driving around with Amazon? They don't work for Amazon. A lot of those guys don't work for Amazon. They work for third-party companies that give them a small amount of money. Don't, don't give them health insurance, all that kind of stuff. They have to pee in bottles. Yeah, those people, that's who they are. And, and But it has the Amazon logo, so you think it's all good. It's all good. It's all a ripoff. How did Bezos get filthy rich? He became a parasite on steroids. He did nothing illegal. He just used an economic system that the public was indoctrinated to believe that being an effective parasite is superior and deserving of more wealth than anyone else. Millions of people create products and services. Over time, Bezos used good thinking and his ability to get capital to create a monopoly to distribute products and services with a caveat. That caveat being, he got a substantial percentage of everything. Do the 1.2 million employees partake of the spoils? No. The richest man in the world limits their pay as he keeps the spoils, which are equivalent to the GDP of many nations. I wrote about another insidious way in which the Bezos of the world hurt us in another book that I wrote called, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. Uh, this is what I said. Amazon filed for a patent in 1997 on the procedure for placing an online order over the internet. The procedure using the one-click button used on the Amazon.com site was patented. 
This is tantamount to Best Buy patenting how a customer presents their credit card for payment for their products in some select way. The patent was ultimately granted. At that time, I was contemplating under the auspices of Willie's Computer Software Company, creating a based ordering software package, but because of the potential legal issues I may have to go through after investing substantial development time, I decided to scrap the product. This has probably occurred thousands of times. It inhibits healthy competition and total societal progress from the inability of having many different resources, sources developing similar products and services, which ultimately reduces costs and makes for better products and services. I use Bezos as the poster boy of the failure and unfairness of our economic system. Here is the reality, though. Our system teaches us as Americans, as Westerners, that the wealthy like Jeff Bezos are deserving of the accumulated wealth. They have worked hard, and that is the reason they are rich. Here is why they just here is why that just is not the case. Jeff Bezos had a great idea. He perfected selling books online and moved on to various other products, making Amazon what it is today. But his concept, but is his concept worth him having $160 billion of wealth? No, it is not. Even as many believe in the rewards of unfettered self-interest, it is false. This economic system predicated on, the, on that fallacy hurts most of its participants. And it is unsustainable over time. Bezos' idea was neither unique nor implemented by himself. Moreover, Bezos' concept did not originate in his mind. The internet created by American tax dollars, the inception of online selling, and the technology wizardry of thousands of engineers and scientists made the idea possible. An economic system is neither divine nor immutable. Our system is human-made and designed to favor just a few. We can transform it if we unshackle our mindset. We must acknowledge our worth to society and strengthen our role in our economy. Human capital is more important and valuable than financial capital. Movers of financial capital, bankers, stockbrokers, etc. are not more valuable than those who produce products and services useful to humanity, teachers, engineers, doctors, scientists, nurses, and many other professions. The rules in our capitalist society support the idea that one can enrich themselves by monetizing and not equitably sharing the spoils of an idea. The, real, the reality that one can enrich themselves more than a product's creator or the provider of services from the distributor of said products is proof positive that our current economy is an immoral system. In other words, you can invent something, you can create it, you can do all of th that's necessary with it, and somebody comes along and make more money on your idea than you do. I can, I'm, and I'm telling you that from experience. The mathematically 
The mathematically supported economic theory is that if a small percentage of people's wealth grows at a rate faster than that of the majority, then the system will collapse. Although it has not resulted in total failure, the present condition where people like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates are accumulating wealth at a pace faster than the growth of the economy while most Americans are going through stagnant wages and the inability to accumulate wealth validates that theory. And they're paying to keep it that way. That's why those five criminals in Congress who refuse to support passing the Build Back Better bill now are finan financially, while legally not criminal, financially criminal. I covered a lot of these issues in my book as I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. Uh, political economist and historian Dr. Garb Alfarovitz, I love the guy, covers solutions to, to several of these issues in his book america beyond capitalism reclaiming our wealth our liberty and our democracy and the next generate the next american revolution beyond corporate capitalism and state socialism i interviewed dr gar alperovitz a few years ago when he laid out the migration from the undemocratic corporate uh, corporation to cooperatives and collectives where workers partake of the profits they created instead of the spoils going to the few that have unearned income, I repeat, unearned income. The wealthiest income, most of it is unearned. Recent statements from several billionaires make it clear that these guys live in a different reality. When any of them gets a conscience, others seem to reel them in quickly. Check this out. Late in our 116th Congress, Senator Bernie Sanders introduced a new estate tax bill called the for the 99.8%, the bill in direct opposition to an earlier bill introduced by Senator John Thune, Republican of South Dakota, called for a stronger and more graduated estate tax with a top tax rate of 77% on estates over a billion dollars. Clearly, one side of the aisle is listening to what the American people want, while the other side of the aisle is listening to their donor class now America's billionaire class needs to pick a side. In response, in response, bill to the bill, Morris Perliff, another friend of mine, he's a millionaire. Uh, he's, he has an uh, organization called Patriotic Millionaires. He said the following, rather than being content with the enormous slice of pie they have already been given, this is a millionaire speaking, a friend of mine, America's billionaires are trying to keep the entire pie for themselves and their offspring. Their gluttony, and the political manipulation they employ to feed it is ripping our country apart. Voters try to change that at the ballot box. If that doesn't work, they're going to stop putting up with the billionaires altogether and do something more drastic. That is going to end poorly for billionaires who have been enjoying the good life and for most of the rest of us as well. We call ourselves the patriotic millionaires for a reason. Because our country is more important to us than our money. The question is, do any of America's billionaires care about the nation than their pocketbooks? If they do, they will support the legislation. This is a billionaire friend talking now. He's the leader of Morris Pearl, the leader of the patriotic billionaires. Look at him, millionaires. This leg legislation would have lowered the current exemption to $3.5 million of an individual estate, impacting only the wealthiest point. 2% of Americans. It would have also introduced a progressive marginal tax rate structure to the estate tax with the highest tax rate at 77%, 
of the value of estates over a billion dollars. Like I said, nobody earned a billion dollars. In addition, the bill would have closed loopholes in the estate and gift tax, including the ability to claim the value of an inherited asset. It's lower for estate tax purposes. Protections for family forms was also included. So they can't say, oh, you're going to lose your form of 100 acres or something. But they wouldn't go for it. Could it be that some millionaires and billionaires are starting to see the writing on the wall? We must rid ourselves of the indoctrination we have been under since the country's inception. The indoctrination that was fortified by the Powell Memo. We need progressive mobilization to take hold as Americans start understanding how the corporate state was taking advantage of them. If we fail to do that, then welcome to indentured servitude. No one on the planet is deserving of accumulating billions or even several tens of millions. Figuring out the cutoff point of wealth accumulation is above my pay grade. The bottom line is, though, the spoils should belong to those who create and make value. We all build on the knowledge, works, and service of millions of people that preceded us. The, that we have a system that denies the equitable distribution is an economic system that sanctions an esoteric form of thievery. An esoteric form of thievery. Folks, this is in my book, and it's a, it has a lot more stuff. The book is called How to Make America Utopia. That's just one chapter, but we have a whole lot of anecdotal stuff, a whole lot of stuff as far as how to make America utopia, take away the economy from those who rigged it. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books, and get that book and several of our other books that, that, I, that I've written on this particular issue and other issues. Let me go ahead and uh, give you uh, uh, the links to get to support us, actually, it's, oh, wow, it's 441 already. Let's go ahead and talk, people. Let's go ahead and talk. Please support the program by going, uh, if you're on YouTube, please click that join button. I ask you so kindly, please click that join button. If you are on, if you don't see a join button or if you on Facebook or if you are on uh, Twitch or Twitter or whatever, please go ahead and consider going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube and become a part of our posse. Alternatively, please consider going to our Patreon we need a lot of patrons, uh, politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com slash patron. And you can also support us either one time or monthly via either one, by one time or monthly by PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can get all our books, including How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It. You can get that at politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books. And you can find out all the different methods in which you can support us, in which you can make sure that we tell the truth and get that message out at, where again? politicsdoneright.com slash support. We can't do this without you. We don't only write books. We don't only write blogs. We don't only do videos, but we make sure to keep the internet space, the progressive, the space Populated with progressive information so that the lies of the right don't get complete metastasis. We need you, so please support however you can. Before I go to the other chapter that I want to read, this is a pretty this book has about, I don't know, 40 chapters or so. I don't recall how many. That's just one chapter. But it, it is really worth the read, and I guarantee you'd learn a whole lot 
from the book. Uh, Daniel Edo, I love how 95% of the content of PDR uh, is just replaying the work of others. His original contribution seems to be only the outrage and throwing a few words, murderous, racist, evil. No, what I do, uh, but you know, people tell me don't answer those types of statements that you make. I, I, I've got to answer that. Um, most people are watching MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, and all these other channels. It gives the corporate view, and that's what everybody gets. My job is to take what people are getting and add the proper narrative to it. So your statement that says uh, he's replaying the work of others is true. I'm replaying the work of others to modify and correct it so that the psyche of others will be well informed. When it comes to me calling folks murderers, yes, the uh, Texas legislature is filled with murderers. Murder is knowingly causing the death of somebody. The Texas legislature is a murdering body. When you write laws that make sure that people of color cannot vote, that's a racist act. The Texas legislature is a racist legislature. So they are murderous and racist and if any other legislature in the country follows that modal, as does Florida, Georgia, and others, they should be labeled that way as well. And every Democrat should be doing that. That's the Democrats that aren't themselves following that methodology as well. And if you are a murderer and if you are a racist, by definition, you are evil. So thank you for giving me a chance, my dear brother Ledo, for describing why I use those words that, su that successfully defines those who I have just defined. Thank you. I appreciate you, sir. All right. Selfish people are in power. Eric Hayes, you're absolutely right. Selfish people are in power. Those are the ones that are, that it's very powerful to be able to stop, build back better. Peggy Lopez, most of us do not want the hoarding disease of the very rich the need to have all the money is there. Exactly. High Coop says, off topic, but did anyone else notice that mass voter fraud in any Republican race this uh, past Tuesday? Oh, you know, if they win, it's okay. If they lose, it's fraud. We know that. All right, let's continue here. Uh, what Tom C. says to High Coop, when the GOP wins, the people have spoken. When the Dems win, the election was stolen. I, I just said that and I just reread it. Good minds think alike, brother Tom C. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Oh, you know what? I haven't advertised in a while. That tomorrow is Ask Egberto Anything. So what I want to do, and I better go to my um, to my newsletter, right? And actually, I think I have it right here. Uh, I, I hope I have it right here to the... Well, I don't. But I want all you guys to come. If, well, it, it, I know it's a difficult time for um, you guys to come to ask Egberto anything but I'm still saying that if you can uh, you know I'll be there you know my, my wife runs the lupus uh, one of the lupus work groups in the Houston area and sometimes she only gets two or three people right and she'll tell me I remember one time she came home and she said what's the point and I told her well you know if you if, if that's the amount of people that's come in who need help right now 
why would you want to feel bad about that? It just means that uh, people are, are doing fine. So don't sweat it. Don't sweat it at all. Uh, you know, I'm kind of holding up here because I'm trying to get the registration link. There we go. Uh, copy the registration link. I'm, I'm coming down with the registration link right now to you guys. Register for the meeting here. Uh, but please, I, I would love to have you guys come on. And it, it, it's on Zoom. And you can ask me anything. If, if anybody shows up, I'll be more than happy to talk to you all. Right now, wow, we, we have five registrants. Let me go ahead and see. Come on, give me some more. Let's see. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, here is a registration for Ask Egberto Anything. Check it out, and we can take it on the other side. Uh, Puffin says, try my books, The Art of Betrayal by God and the Book of Judas, Mine or Utopian, BLM 2. Uh, Puffin, put a link in here. I don't mind promoting other people's books. Put a link in, the, in, in here so that people can go get your book. Daniel Edo says, if you really believe that of Texas legislative body, it, uh, it is clear you are a coward. Then why do you allow them to murder, fire up the posse and go get the murdering racists and string them up? No, you see, we are, uh, we are actually humane. What we do is we follow, we are Americans. We, don't, we are not insurrectionists or terrorists like what occurred on January 6th. Those guys on January 6th were insurrectionists, terrorists, and some of them killers. We are not. So we try to do things by informing people and going to the ballot box and getting things changed peacefully. There's nothing cowardly about that. Cowardly is using some other piece of equipment to get things at your will because you have a gun or something. Uh, let's see, Puffin, I have to make a video. Thanks all and Egberto's blessing. Thank you, brother. Nanette Birdspit, checking out early. Thank you for having been here, Nanette. Hi, Coop33 says, Biden is very disappointed on immigration. Yes, he is. Tom C. says, Egberto reading from his own book is not replaying the other works of others. Rather than, than stupid or ignorant, prefer the word misinformed. <laughs> Tom C., thank you for the kudos, my brother. Robbie L.C., oh my God, troll Daniel Ledo is acting like a webon modify, please. <laughs> Robbie, I hear you, my dear beautiful lady. Puffin says, that was ready to go before Trump racism stopped $20. All right, let me go up and see what else people are saying here before I go and I'm going to read the last chapter kind of quickly. Uh, let's see, we have uh, by mansion. No, we need to get rid of mansion. Oh, by, you want to say by, not buy. No one is saying or asking that all uh, that all we want is that they pay their fair share of taxes for benefits and services given to them, and they take more services than anybody else. AOC turns 35 three weeks before 2024 election, which means. She could run for president, but she's not ready, in my humble opinion. But I want AOC to run as the president pretty damn soon because I think young people, it's time for young people to take the country over and her intellect is is, is there. Uh, AOC, Ayanna Presley, Ilan Omar. Well, Ilan can't be the president because she wasn't born in the United States, but there are quite a few. Uh, Ayanna Presley is very smart, uh, so there are a lot of folks that could do that. Uh, Haikum DOJ is independent under Biden. So far, so good. What else have I got here before I go into that last chapter? Pack the court now. I agree. Uh, let's see what else. We Peggy Lopez says, before the election, I heard that the election was fraught with fraud. Seems fraud is okay when the Republicans win. I refuse to be upset by this last election aberration. We shouldn't be. Actually, we only lost half, right? Normally, Obama lost both. Obama lost New Jersey and... Virginia. 
Clinton, I think, lost New Jersey and Virginia. Biden only lost Virginia, and he lost it by here, 77,000 votes. If they had given other people a reason to really come out, they would have won it. They would have pulled it out. Not the way I would have wanted them to put it out, but they would have pulled it out. Michael Brown says, folks need to reconnect. Most folks don't even know their neighbors anymore. Michael Brown, perfecto mundo. Robbie says, great show. Thank you, Robbie. Love you, girl. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Coming down to the bottom. You will lose. I don't know what that means. Daniel Lado says, there were guys like you in the USSR as Stalin was murdering hundreds of millions. They just stood by and watched the carnage. They were also cowards. Mm, wow. A lot of, you know, what makes a lot of Merkin strong is that they get an AK-47. And when they are holding that AK-47, they feel strong. But you get them in an alley without the AK-47 and they are weenies. You know, the gun makes them bold, though. That's why they like those guns. Overperformance, right? Compensate for something else, I guess. The duck that quacks. I don't want to know my neighbors, frankly. I do want to know my neighbors, the duck that quacks. Come over and want to borrow stuff I'll never see again. <laughs> All right. Let's read that last chapter because I want, this is something that I want everybody to understand. Because a lot of people like to believe that we live in a meritocracy. And if you just go ahead and do well, do good, that somehow life is going to turn out fine for you. It's not the case. You have to be chosen. Even when I had my company, as much as I would like to say I was so damn good at what I did. When I want to be appropriately humble. When I want to be appropriately truthful. I can say as well, when ComDRV was successful, yes, I made a successful product, but so did Greenleaf and so did Blaze and others. But the, um, the laboratory, in, in the, the research laboratory in California, what's the name? The Jet Propulsion Laboratory chose ComDRV. Boeing chose ComDRV. They could have chosen another one. I don't think they would have done wrong by doing so. But... So we should not just sit back and think. We simply live in a meritocracy. Real quickly, the meritocracy fallacy, you are invited or chosen. Many believe we live in a meritocracy. In my previous book, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, I touched on merit and the chosen in two chapters that is, the, that is a propos. In that chapter, we must take back our wealth from the super-rich methodically be before it is too late where I included a speech by Mr. Gecko in the Wall Street movie that encapsulated the essence of capitalism in the form we practice. I wrote the following. This is what he said. I learned about free enterprise, but was never indoctrinated by what our business schools try to impart on our students. Capitalism is not free enterprise, and Gecko was not an unrealistic character. We have come to see that today's plutocrats create more damage to the world economy than he ever could. They made an extractive, immoral, pilfering system acceptable. While still going through the process of learning the real economic system beyond the macroeconomic courses I took, I went to see the Eddie Murphy movie, Trading Places. While the movie Wall Street was confirming, Trading Places was the movie that opened my eyes to the fraud of a system where those who produce with their labor and intellect were not the beneficiaries of their worth. I want you to listen to this. This is important. Eddie Murphy's character was a bum on the streets. 
Two plutocrat brothers made a bet that they could turn an executive into a bomb and a bomb into a Wall Street executive. The experiment was successful for the brother who turned Eddie Murphy, the bomb, into a stock trading executive. The movie had a socioeconomic message, but most importantly, it showed how detached the capital markets are from reality. Even though it was just a movie, research shows there is little knowledge of anything substantive needed to be a player in the capital markets. One just needs to be chosen to be a member of the club, and being a member affords one an inordinate amount of control over the lives of millions, thanks to our corporate structure. The plutocrat brothers in the movie bet $1 on the experiment and would have destroyed two lives in the process had Eddie Murphy's character not exposed the bet. Unfortunately for most Americans, those responsible for discovering the bets are willfully asleep at the wheel, and Americans have been paying the price for this for more than 40 years. No human being has provided enough labor and intellect in our economic, current economy to be worth $100 million, let alone billions of dollars. That hoarding of capital is on the backs of most working people directly or indirectly. Please go see that movie, Trade in Places with Eddie Murphy. You will, and, and let's look at it from a socioeconomic point of view to learn a lot. I am sure you have worked for companies and have seen manipulation like the former where advance had little to do with the person's actual worth. Some are chosen just because. I am sure you are acquainted with many singers who are on par or better than, any, than many megastars. Many artists were chosen by the industry. The internet has added some temporary de democratization and meritoriousness to the process. But with major corporations controlling the internet plumbing, the corporate structure still has ultimate control. The sad reality is that the former applies to so many aspects within our economic system. I further pointed out in the chapter of my book, It's Worth It, titled, Our Economic System Depends on Your Path to Mediocrity. The following inconvenient truths. Our economic system is not based on pure merit. Instead, it is based on being chosen. In other words, there are many who are qualified, but only a few are chosen. Many MBAs are just as qualified for any job at banks and investment banking firms, but a select few are chosen based on subjective criteria within qualified groups. This applies from profession to profession. Since the 1970s, we have had 400,000% productivity increase. In that scenario, we should be working 10 hours a week with abundant leisure time. The rest of the world was like the heat sink of the internal combustion engine or air conditioner for American capitalism. It is afforded a bloated plutocracy, but there was enough for the working class. But to sustain the plutocracy desired growth rates, the American worker became the final resource of extraction. As they reached the level of indentured servitude, the entire system collapses. For us to make a change, we must first understand the pathology of the masters of the economic system under which we live. After understanding it, we can easily see why the masses will never succeed. If we are to correct our system, 
it will mean creating a real free enterprise economic system where those who were not chosen or did not want to be chosen can function within an economy where they can succeed because of an established social safety net, Medicare for all, child support, affordable education, and much more. Change starts with getting out of our indoctrination fog. As we continue to tell the inconvenient truths, minds are changed and we will have the tools to assert our worth demand and take what we have all worked for and we're at the end of the program i just noticed that took me a bit more than i thought but i can't leave you without telling some of the messages you have here so let's get busy try books uh, let, let's see daniel Ado, that's wrong let's see where else we go uh the duck that quest poor danny all his progressive stuff he listens is to religious rattles him all weekend uh, let's see what else we got here. Daniel Lezo. Ah, we get insight into the alternate reality Berto lives in. In reality, the one sane people live in having a gun actually does make you more powerful. Short, tall, strong, weak, or all made instantly more powerful with a firearm. That is an immutable reality. Yeah, because, well, we'll take that another day. We have Haiku says, Hayes, think a comedy can't be a serious topic. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, let's see, Tom C. says, Daniel Ado, number 45, like big bro Joe, stood by and watched the COVID carnage. One hundred or hundreds of thousands dead, now up to 750K, same as the total number of Civil War fatalities or more than all other wars. Haiku, vindictiveness disguised as concern. Daniel Ado, you can't fool us. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. I want to thank you guys for being here. I know you can be. You, you have other places to go. Please consider becoming a part of our posse. Go to politicsdoneright.com. Either if you're on YouTube, please click that join button. Also, please give me a thumbs up to make sure the algorithm keeps flowing this thing. Uh, go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please become a member of our PDR posse. Uh, alternatively, you can become a member as well. Go into politicsandright.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can also support us at politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Get our books, including this book that I've just read a few chapters from, How to, How to Make America Utopia. You can get the books at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. And, of course, you can find, if you want a hoodie or... A hoodie like this with the tough, I have it folded in to look kind of neat, right? Go to our store, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. And, of course, our books can all be gotten at Amazon at politicsandright.com slash books. And, by the way, we have a special, all three books. If you get all three books, just go to our store and look for that special where you get all three books at a discount. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know.
is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.